0: Yeah, it's crappy out there. It is pouring rain. Fliegelman knows. I was out there in the pouring rain driving here all the way from Warwick. Hope everybody's safe out there. Let's go. We got five hours. At least I don't have to get back in the car for five hours. That's right. 877-337-6666. Rosenberg's still here. I'll mention him. He feels good. He's going on his way home in the pouring rain. Makes his day. You know, I'll be nice. Paul Rosenberg's still here, ladies and gentlemen. The glue of the station. What we would do without Paul Rosenberg. Fall apart, I tell you. They would. Fall apart. I'm Elmer. He's Elmer. Like the glue. We all (laughs) go. Elmer's glue. You're hilarious. He picked the worst glue company. (laughs) I know. Wait, what other glue company is it besides Elmer? That's what kids play with. Kids also play basketball, and the Knicks are making it look like the opponent is a bunch of children. See how quick I am with turning things around? Yeah, that's right. Gorilla tape. That's as strong as Elmer's go. Anyway, now we're just uh, we're riffing here. Let me start this open again. Yeah, twelve oh three. McMonagle here with you. No, that's okay. You don't have to do the music. Let's go. Let's go. Knicks one twelve eighty four over the Portland Trails Blazers. They'll never lose again. I'm not sure what team I said. It was the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't know if the Knicks are ever going to lose again. This was easy. I had no problem getting in the car in the third period to take on the rain. I had nothing to worry about. They are rolling. They—it's unbelievable. This trade. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last, and I still think they need to go get more. And we're going to talk about that just in a second. But this trade has intimate uh, just immediately changed the way they play basketball in every way. Brunson, uh, player of the week. That's uh, that's not anything special. He's won it before this season. He's. Uh, he probably won it last year a couple times. You know what he is, but the element of him becoming a point guard, his assists have gone up. They don't need him to score. And early on in this game, we fo- we finally saw Giannis really take some you know key shots, score six eight points in a row, be the reason that they started to pull away from the Trailblazers. He leads all scorers with twenty three in this game, four from six from three point land. He spreads the floor. We talked about it instantly. This team, everybody's role is so much better defined the second they made this move. And now it's crystal clear who the scorer is for the most part, which is Julius Randle, who's going to be the scorer when they need him to be Brunson, also the facilitator. The, 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 The emergence of Hartenstein, who had 14 rebounds again. I mean, he's just completely emerged as someone that you have to now... You know, feel really good about it and start to think about as part of the future of this team, let alone just this season. DiVincenzo has stepped up and I think played better since this trade. Guys off the bench are obviously getting more minutes as we're getting all these blowouts. McBride is starting to show himself with 16 points. Grimes 5 for uh, 11 from the field. Uh, four for nine from three-point land, seventeen points. These guys are all starting to find their role, their groove, and this team right now is looking like. And they've moved up to the four seed with a couple of the teams in front of them dormant for the evening. I mean, they right now look like a team that is legitimately good enough to take on anyone inside East. That's what it feels like right now. We're raw, we're riding high, Nick fans. This is about as good because I talked about the the instant if this would have happened. If they go on a five-game winning streak, you know, 10 games in, or, you know, they go 500 for the first 12 games with OG, and then they hit this stride. You feel good about it, but the instant nature of it immediately, and the idea that Rose, and obviously with the help of the coach, Thibodeau, recognized... That this was the player and this was the move. And as well as Barrett and quickly maybe playing in Toronto, and as hard as it was to say goodbye to them, the idea that they recognized that this would immediately change their team. And this coach knew exactly how he was going to implement this team the minute he got OG on it. It makes me feel a lot better about everything. The instant nature of the impact makes me feel like it's legitimate. Makes me feel like Rose and Thibodeau didn't luck into this, or it's not one of those things where it's better than you expected. This is exactly what they wanted. And the minute the trade happened, they knew exactly how to implement it. And these guys, every person has stepped up filling their precise role. The team just feels like it Fits better, doesn't it? The floor is spaced better. The defense is better. Hardenstein's getting rebounds and blocking at the same level or better than Mitchell Robinson. Everything, you've got Grimes stepping up, hitting threes. You're starting to see McBride become a piece of this team. Like, everything. Randall's gone scoring with abandon. Brunson's been good not only with the scoring of the points, but he's had more than 10 assists in three of these five games. Like, he has stepped up and become more of the point guard. Like, everything fits better. And so the question is, as you look to make this season special, because right now we feel like maybe this next season could be special. Like we're getting hyped up as we say goodbye and we'll get into the football all morning long at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 6666 because Rogers doesn't shut up and the Wink-Martindale story fascinates me. So we'll get to the football. But as we put to bed that miserable football season, as we finally say goodbye and just focus on the postseason and say goodbye to these two teams that disappoint us more regularly than any other team, honestly, in the city since the Knicks were in their 20-year malaise. But now that we finally, we are looking at a hockey team and the Rangers, fine. But this Nick team that can be the heart of the city if it plays like this and plays winning basketball. I mean, we are ready to take this thing and ride it and see how far we can get. So the question is what now? Right? I think we've established and we feel good. It's a five game winning streak. It's not the end of the, it's not the beginning of some, you know, great, let's cool ourselves on what it is. It is five games. But we immediately feel better that when you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, you could put everybody else behind them. Right? Maybe the Heat, who beat them last year and is always a good team. And obviously, Spolster just got a record breaking contract, one of the better coaches, if not the best head coach in the NBA like they're right there with those top 3 teams. Everybody else, the Pacers who are now obviously dealing with their star uh having an injury, uh Orlando, whoever else is in front of them, you're not worried about them. This is now how do you attack the the Bucks who are obviously uh in a big tailspin at the moment, playing poorly. Uh you've got uh the the freak blaming everybody. You got Giannis blaming everybody down to the equipment man. They need to wash their uniforms better in Milwaukee. So they got a bunch of problems there. But you know how good they are, and they'll figure it out. So how do they attack the Celtics? How do they attack the Bucks? How do they attack the 76ers, who they beat the crap out of a few games ago? Like, How do they put themselves on that level? And if you don't think they're there just yet, despite the winning streak, and I'm not sure if they are, what's the move next? And I think we can forget the idea, right now at least, with this team of making the big trade. I don't know if it's coming. I'm still open to it. I, I I love the chemistry right now of this team. Quite literally, I love it. So I'd be hesitant to trade away, you know, some pieces of, of this group for the big star as well as first round picks. But ultimately, it's a it's a star driven league, so I'm open to it. But right now, I just don't see a pathway to it. So what do they do? I heard um Evan today talking about Brogdon, who obviously was the sixth man last year. We got a, uh, a chance to look at him last night for Portland. He only scored two points, wasn't a major factor in the game, but the game was a blowout early on. But he's obviously someone who can fill that role of quickly. So you're looking at guys like that. Uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson out in Utah, another guy who could possibly fill that role. So if you make that, if you make that trade and you give away a first-round pick and you give away Fournier's contract and you do that and you say goodbye – to some of the assets left that you would need for the big move, is it worth it? Like, that's the question right now. Do you trust, and I, and I said it specifically a few minutes ago, about the idea that Rose and Thibodeau knew knew exactly what this OG trade would do. And knew exactly how to go about changing the style of the team. And knew exactly how to make them better instantly. Do we trust this group to make another trade like that, to bring in someone who probably would, you know, you look to replace the quickly uh, role. Honestly, you look for someone as much as you've seen some of that role be filled by McBride and now, you know, Grimes. Do you still want someone who can come in, run the point, be instant offense, someone like that who could score and, and, and fill that role with a much better player, a player like Brogdon or I mentioned, you know, Jordan Clarkson, like someone like that out of Utah, would, would, would you add a player like that, another role player, not just an average player, one of the better players in the league at that role? Are you looking to not change the dynamic of this team anymore and not bring in the superstar? And not bring in the game-changing player, the number one guy, someone who's now you now Brunson can be the number two to this player that we had hoped for for years. Forget even before they got Brunson. For years and years and years, we've been waiting for who's going to come to New York. And you thought for a second it was going to be Carmelo. Quickly, we learned it wasn't going to be Melo, although he came here. It just wasn't going to be that guy that made it work. The team around him wasn't good enough to be fair. but But – we don't have to have a mellow conversation, but who's that next guy who's going to come here and decide to take on the challenge of bringing the Knicks back to the NBA championship. And now that they have this group that we love so much that we have now seen play five consecutive games, about as good of five games as we've seen in a long time. I mean, these games aren't even close. A lot of them, some of them are, but I mean, these games, they're better than the trailblazers clearly. And it's within five minutes, you know where this game is going. They go to Philadelphia and it's kind of a test. You knew by the end of the first quarter where that game was going. These Knicks right now are just on an absolute run. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm loving watching it. And so now the question is, do you jump off the idea of going to get the superstar? Do you jump off trying to make that big trade? Are you happy enough with what this is? And now you make the extra move. The smart move. The move that fits the role. What's the next role that Thibodeau and Rose envision for this team? Go out and get that player. And now let's see what you can be with this core added the other role player who fits perfectly into what they're missing, what they need, who can come right in and fit right into Thibodeau's plan. For a long time, for a long time, the idea was, Okay, we got Tibbs. He's immediately brought instant respectability to the team. They're going to be a hard-fought defensive team. That's what he's. That's what he specializes in. If they, if you don't work, you're not going to play for him. They're going to be pretty good. They'll probably be a playoff team, but ultimately, maybe they play too much. Too many minutes for Brunson, too many minutes for Randall. and come playoff time, Thibodeau's type of basketball and Thibodeau's scheme and Thibodeau's teams will have a ceiling come postseason time. And that's been the thought process for a while here, that we, we love the style of play, we love the coach, but ultimately, there is a ceiling for this team, not just with the players, but also with the idea of how they play basketball. Do you now lean into it because of the way we've watched the Knicks play basketball for five games? Do you now lean into the idea of screw it? Tibbs, who do we need next? How do we make this next role player take us from where we are now, where is probably in the conversation or bumping our heads into the conversation of the top three, to being someone who absolutely can be there with those three teams? Who's that next player? And how do you get them? And is it worth it if it's not the superstar? And right now, it is hard not to say, yes, go get it done. Let's rally around this team. Let's rally around Brunson and Randall being the two stars. And now that you've added OG and you've seen Hartenstein step up and you've seen some of the different elements of this team immediately fit into this new scheme, go get someone who fits the one piece they're missing. Go develop the perfect Thibodeau team and go and attack this thing and see if it's going to shock the world and be good enough to actually compete for an NBA championship. Can we do that? Is that the path? And right now, with how this team is playing and the role they're on and the fun we're having watching them, because this is I mean, these are parties. We're having parties. I joked about the, the Giant Eagle game being a party, despite the fact I wanted them to lose. These Nick games are parties. By halftime, it's parties, man. And so right now, you gotta feel confident about every aspect of the team. And I don't know if I want to break it down and sell off a couple of pieces as long as well as first round picks to go bring in a Mitchell. I don't even know if he's available. I don't know who's available. We never know who's available. But do you take do you take some of those pieces out of play? to go make the next move to make this team better and continue on that path of the G trade made it better, instantly better, and now do you make that next move where it's that type of OG or an OB player, a different role, not a superstar, but someone well-respected throughout the league, someone who knows the role they're going to play in this team and in, uh, in this Thibodeau coach team. And figure out a way to make them even better. And is that good enough inside this Eastern Conference? 877 337 I'm pumped. I'm pumped about our Knicks. I'm pumped about the Rangers. I'm pumped about the idea of maybe, just maybe, and I mentioned this yesterday too, having a 1994 kind of spring where both of these teams, I'm not predicting championships for either team. But wouldn't it be nice to literally have both of these teams moving through Their respective playoffs and playing in Eastern Conference championships. Let's go. I know I'm sliding the Rangers into this conversation. Why the hell not? I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking, I'm trying to get excited. I'm trying to get excited as the the Yankees are having powwows that hopefully lead to something. The Mets apparently have a budget. I mean, the Mets have 10 more million to spend. That's it. And I'm we'll figure, you know, it's okay. We'll probably put it into the bullpen. We're not going to get you another DH. We're not going to get you another starting pitcher of any consequence. Uh, maybe another $10 million on this. So the Mets have, the Yankees have done nothing in the year of all in besides the Juan Soto move. The Mets have done literally nothing to bolster their rotation other than throw a couple of starters with, You know, some previous decent history up against the wall and hope it sticks. And now they have a budget. The two football teams are a laughing stock. with Aaron Rodgers going on long rants about COVID still. And Wink Martindale cursing out the head coach and running out the building and now he's on his way home. I mean, that's what we have around this city. And I'm focused on the two teams that might just bring us some glory here come spring and early summer.